Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode. I am very excited. I say I'm excited every time, but I really am because I just love the guests that we have each and every week. And so today I am welcoming to our show, Melissa Filori. She is the CEO of Branded Career. And she is gonna be talking with us today about her journey to become an executive coach and also will be sharing some tips with us as we are navigating through our career. So I'm gonna introduce her and then we are gonna jump into this conversation. And I know she has some amazing gems to share with us. So get your pens, get your paper, get your phone to take notes, because trust me, you're going to want to take notes on this episode. So Melissa is an executive coach and founder of The Branded Career, a coaching and consulting agency focused on developing and retaining diverse millennial talent in the workplace. The Branded Career has helped clients secure on average 30% increases in salaries. Let me repeat that again. The branded career has helped secure on average 30% increases in salary. So anyone who is listening right now, if you have had the same salary for the past several years and you need a bump, Melissa is the person you need to talk to. Melissa also prepares clients to enter leadership roles, strengthen their soft skills, and stand out in the workplace. Her team also provides companies with the resources that they need to develop and train their top talent. Melissa currently works as a senior asset manager for a large REIT, and she has managed nearly $1 billion in property value across the country. She has a passion for all things real estate and leadership development. She has a bachelor's in economics from Stony Brook University and currently resides in Long Island, New York. So everyone, Melissa is the woman you need to know. Melissa, welcome to the show. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for having me. It is, we were just talking about this um, offline, but like, it's weird being in this seat, answering questions and now hearing my bio. I'm like, wow. Like, <laughs> yeah, you're like, is this me? Yes. You have accomplished all of the things. So yes. And I am, I'm so excited too, that you are navigating both your career journey yeah. and your entrepreneurial journey. Cause that's something that we are going to jump into as well. But before we get to that, I really want to um, just highlight some of the, the information and the gems that you drop even on your social media platforms because for those who may not know you, you have really been engaged in, in this work for several years now yeah. of helping millennials and specifically black women advance in their career. And there's one quote that you say that I love that you say, we go to work, we go to school and we learn how to get a job but no one really teaches us how to navigate our career. So yes. when did you notice as you were navigating your career, when did you notice those gaps and how did that spark your interest in executive coaching? Yeah, so for me, my turning point always points back to the time I was laid off from work. 
So I just knew like coming out of school, went to Stony Brook, um, like I just in the back of my mind, I'm like, I want to see in my corporate job. I was trying to, you know, make all the money, do all the things like I think with most most of us when we went to school, especially millennials, like we had this idea that we took on all this debt to get a degree. And when we come out, we're going to have this bomb job where we're like walking in the city, have our corner office right. and just doing all the things in living life. But for many of us, we barely got salaries that could cover our student loan payments. Right. And when we got to the work, it's like, wow, is this it? So I was going through a period after school where I was working for a great company. Don't get me wrong. Great opportunities. Um, I was able to I've lived in New York my whole life, but I, I ended up moving to Dallas for a job opportunity. And I just remember just thinking to myself, like, wow, is this it? Like, this is all, all I can do. I'm just going to come to work and that's it, you know? And so by the time I was laid off, I was already burnt out. I was checked out. And I was also trying to go down that traditional route of getting an MBA because they say, just get more degrees and you'll get to that next level. And I was hitting a roadblock with that. Mm. I mean, I was applying to schools, getting rejected, applying again, getting rejected. And for anyone that's been through that process of taking the GRE, taking the GMAT, taking the LSAT, like all of that is emotionally draining. And I was laid off, um, you know, just unexpectedly because I never thought that could happen to me, you know? Right, um, right. It, I just felt like I did all the right things. So how could that happen to me? And when it did happen to me, um, I started to realize I put so much of my identity into a job and into getting a job. And now that I don't have this job, who am I? You know, like you don't realize even when you hate your job, you go off to brunch and the first question people ask you when they meet you is like, oh, hey, what's your name? What do you do? And I was going to brunch. God bless my friends who pay for my brunch when I didn't have no money. Um, <laughs> and people would be like, oh, what do you do? And I'm like, oh, I ain't got I don't have nothing right now, you know, and that used to make me feel some kind of way. And mm -hmm. I just remember just, you know, the Lord just really having me starting to work on that where I had to detach myself from my job, because at the end of the day, something happens to you, your job's going to go like that. They'll replace you in a minute. And I said for myself, like, I really need to start treating myself as a career, myself as an asset, because no matter where I go voluntarily or even involuntary, should, you know, I get laid off again, um, that I'm in control of what I'm able to contribute and that I can still always command what it is that I want because I understand the value that I bring to a company. So once I really started to figure that out, I realized as I was coaching clients that I needed to get them out the mind frame of simply getting a job and really being more confident in, in, in themselves to understand that they are building a career. And building a career means that you need to build a brand, understand your value and always execute every, everything that you do. Yes. Wow. No, that that is so important. And I think it's really important that you even say of how much our or acknowledge how much our identities and our jobs are attached. Mm -hmm. And for so many of us, even though we do have that really strong identity associated with what we do, right. a lot of times we still do think that we keep our head down, we do the work, we check the boxes, and that's how we advance. So what do you think is the difference specifically for Black women, even mm -hmm. when it comes to advancing? Because as, even as you said, we have the degrees, we have the experience. A lot of us now, even in the millennials, age has been in the workforce for 10, 12, 15 years. Yeah. 
And for a lot of women, our salaries haven't moved much from when we first came out of school. So mm-hmm. how do you explain that? Yeah, I mean, there's a whole lot of different <laughs> reasons. Um, I I really try to focus on the controllables, yeah. especially when I talk to my clients. And I say, yo, at the end of the day, I can't change the fact that I'm a woman. I can't change the fact that I'm black, right? So what can I control? I can control asking for money. And that's yeah. one thing I started to realize is that, um, you know, if you had a really good career center, like they taught you how to do your resume and things. I think at this point, they're now talking about LinkedIn, but back then LinkedIn was just a dusty website, right? Um, I shouldn't have said that, but y'all know what I mean. Um, <laughs> and um, I just remember like, when I got my first job offer, I just accepted it. I didn't think right. anything of it. I just accepted it. And I started realizing that the difference between me and a lot of like, you know, my male friends, like they always negotiated their salary, even if it was a couple of 1000 $2,000, like they always asked for more. Yeah. And it, it really took me some time. Honestly, it, it took me a long time to even get like, you know, just I would say just the audacity to say, you know what, the courage to say, you know what, let me ask for a little bit more money. Right. And the first time I asked for more money, they said no. And I was like, all right, yes. I, I, I'll just take the offer. Too. Okay, wait. So I just <laughs> want to pause right there because, you know, and I asked that question, you know, obviously I am not ignorant of the fact that we live in the United States and as black women, we are not, you know, there is this racial discrimination, gender <laughs> discrimination, you know, colorism you name it, right? There, there's right. all of those isms that, that exist. But I do sometimes wonder, you know, how much for Black women, how much is the inequity because we don't ask versus those systemic factors? Because like you, the first time, the first job I had, I didn't negotiate at all. But the second job mm-hmm. I did. And then they said no. And I was just like, well, what can I do <laughs> about that? Right, so, right. I still need this job, right? Yeah. Yeah. So how do you kind of overcome those types of those types of hurdles? Yeah. So I think one, one being very informed about how much you should be making in comparison to the market. So I teach my clients that not only to do the research, not only to prepare your value proposition and all of that, but you need to also prepare a number that you can walk away from. So like this is the bare minimum that I can accept that I will be good with if I take this position, right? Because at that point, if they drop below that walk away number, you can walk away with no feelings attached, right? And you can simply look at it as a business opportunity, um, a, a business deal where they couldn't meet your terms. So the business deal doesn't work. I think the other thing that we need to really get out the mind frame of is that we need these jobs. Mm. No, these jobs need us. And I think we're seeing that a lot more, especially after, I don't want to say after pandemic happened because we're still in it, but you have a lot more companies realizing that, you know, remote work is something that we're going to have to very much consider. Otherwise, you're going to have employees leaving because they realize that I was way more productive during a pandemic at home rather than coming to work five days a week and dealing with this um, crazy commute. So. I, I realized for the first time, the first time I negotiated was actually during my unemployment. So I was actually trying to pivot careers from financial services into commercial real estate. And I was in that place and I'm honestly a desperate place where it's like, all right, I, I need a job, right? So I decided to make a lateral move, do something I've always done, which was underwriting, got a position. 
um, with this, uh, it was a nonprofit firm and they were offering me less than what I made. And Mm. so I was like, okay, can you meet me at this number? And they came back and they were like, no, we can't do it. And I just remember being just so upset. I was like, how could they? It's because I'm black and all this other stuff. And then I said, wait a minute, Melissa, at the end of the day, your employment is voluntary. You do not have to accept this, um, this opportunity because the other thing is, is if you accept this opportunity that is a step down, that means you're also saying no to an opportunity that could be a step up for you. Mm. So I decided, you know what? I'm going to pass on this opportunity. And literally maybe about a month or two after that, that's how I got my current position, um, which I've been able to be promoted twice within like what, the last four years. And so I think I, I try to empower my clients a lot to say like, just because things do not work out exactly the way you want them to work out right now does not mean that you're not going to get the number or you're going to get the position later on. Yes. No, that is, that is excellent. That's an excellent point. And I think too, you know, one of the things that we can control is like you said, what opportunities we accept. And I don't know about anyone else, but for me, there have definitely been times in my career journey where I was so desperate to leave the employer before Mm -hmm. that I just took the first interview that came and accepted something it's like I was just like I don't want to go back to this other company so badly that even though this other company is you know paying me pretty much the same or only a little bit more right I would rather do that than stay at this you know toxic place or place that you know is just really not giving me the fulfillment that I need so what are some other things that can kind of help you to to hold on and be really strategic um, when you are making when you feel kind of pressed to make the next move yeah so I tell my clients like we we got to stop making reactive moves (laughs) like that that is number one like first off just take a day. Like we all have those times where our boss, our coworkers, the commute, it just makes us be like, I I ain't doing this no more. Right. But take a day before you do something drastic. The second thing is really taking time to really define what it is that you want out of your career. And that doesn't necessarily have to be a title. Like I go through different exercises with my clients. Like we really try to niche down what kind of industry and company you want to work for. How much do you want to make? Are, do you even want to work corporate? That, that I think that's something else that many of us are struggling with because we see online, like the entrepreneurs are like, quit your job, live your life and come over here. And the nine to fivers are like, but you work all the time and you're broke and you barely pay your rent, you know? Like there's this clashing of the ideas and sometimes you need to really quiet out the noise and and say to yourself, all right, is this the path that I I truly want to go through, right? And if it is, then start asking yourself the, the questions. Like I tell my client, like, sometimes we forget how to really reimagine our careers and dream again, right? Mm. Because we've been so practical. Like you're so in the day-to-day of trying to pay your bills and live your life and do all these things that we forget what it was like when we were juniors in college and we were thinking about how we were going to take over the world. Like I want to bring clients back to that place because now you're equipped with the knowledge and the experience, right? Now taking all of these things in your toolkit, how you now dominate in the industry so getting them to shift their perspective from simply being an employee that does and now looking at themselves as leaders that can really transform their companies and their um, uh, companies in their communities so that's the biggest thing because I tell people that 
fixing your resume is easy, you know, but fixing your mindset and how you view yourself, that's mm-hmm. the work. That's the hard part because, um, and I won't go too long on this point, but within the last few weeks, like I've had clients that I've worked with, like back in like 2018, 2019, they're coming back to me and granted they had success back then, but to see their growth now and to see the quote unquote problems that they're coming to me with, like I had a a client, she hit me up. She's like, I need to talk to you about something. I have a problem. And her problem was that she had two companies um, inter- um, she was interviewing for. She decided to turn one down and go with the other one. And the company that turned her down actually came back with a higher counter offer and some additional concessions. And she's like, what should I do? And I was wow. like, girl, you got good problems. Okay, right? you can do this. <laughs> <laughs> you know, or listen in the clients that at one point, they weren't sure of how to negotiate their salary, but they were getting, but by the end of it, they had four job offers in a pandemic in one year, you know, another client, she just got, you know, um, a $30,000 bonus. Wow. She said, that's the largest bonus she's ever had in her career. So shifting your mindset does not mean that you're going to get these results immediately. Like some of these clients, but It really multiplies when you really start believing in yourself and having your confidence and viewing yourself as the bag because companies see that and and they want that on their team. Yes. No, I I think that is such a great point because there are so many elements that we can't control, but I think it's very important to not get lost in that and keep that, keep us from learning these techniques and learning these negotiation tactics and learning the game, so to speak, because especially in corporate, it is a game. And if anyone is listening, who's like me, I don't have a family of corporate executives or corporate backgrounds. I was the first in my family to go into a corporate career. And I actually just realized that like this year (laughs) that, you know, my, my parents did not grow up in that with that experience. And so I had to learn, I started off going from small business to the nonprofit sector and then into corporate. And, you know, each one of those has its own nuances and corporate, I would say is definitely where you need to know how to play the game. So a lot of it is not about the intellect as much as it's about knowing how to play the game. And so I definitely would encourage especially any black millennial women listening to this as you're navigating and making decisions about where you where you want to be ask yourself if you've done all that you can to learn the game and if you've tried all of those things first before Mm -hmm. you're just like oh i'm just gonna give up like i'm never gonna get you know past this salary or past this number or past this title um so yeah i just yeah wanted to say that don't make any decisions from a place of fear right yes because the other thing that I I I was seeing in the midst of like you know that just the height of the pandemic in 2020 was this idea like you better hold on to your job Mm. because you don't know you know don't ask these people for a raise I did (laughs) because one thing I'm just like just seeing is that while they're telling you what you can't do Everybody else is getting the bag and doing everything that they can do, you know? And so I don't want people feeling like, you know, they can't make a move. They can't ask for this. They they can't like, like get that out of your head. Like, trust me when I say like, there is a place for everyone. There are millions of jobs in this world. Now you have even millions more options because it's remote. So 
trust me when I say like, you, you'll you be good. You'll yeah. be good if you believe that you can be good. Yes, yes. So that's good. So along with that, mm-hmm. how do you determine if you're in a place in your career, because sometimes you just need some more skills. Like sometimes you just need to level up, especially if you might be in an individual contributor role, you're kind of doing the same types of things every day. And you may not have within your role an opportunity for, you know, leadership expansion or management of people or, you know, things like that. So how do you know when it's time to kind of level up how do you do that versus saying, okay, I've been doing these things long enough. Now it's time for me to negotiate for something more. Yeah. So the first thing is like, I think getting around people and really something like I posted about was having your board of directors and really having sound advice um, about where you are in your situation and what it is that you need. Because sometimes we feel like we've done all that we could do. And in actuality, we were we were really thinking small-minded. Mm-hmm. And like one thing, like I, I tell my clients, like I'll, I'll ask the simple questions. They'll, they'll run down the list of joining the ERGs and staying late, taking on the extra projects and not, you know, just not being seen. So then I, I'll say that I was like, okay, when you brought all of this to your performance evaluation, what did your boss say? Boss say? And they'll say, Oh, I, I didn't, I didn't say anything about that. That's what you should have been doing. Yeah. That's what you should have been doing. So we've been taught how to do all the busy work, right? And I know you as an entrepreneur, that's something like many business coaches harp on is like, stop doing the busy work and do the things that move the business forward. Yes. Right. We, we like to look like we're busy because that makes us feel good. You know, coming home tired makes us feel like we worked hard at work. When in actuality, if you would have had the conversation, you could have had your ten thousand dollar raise last week. Mm. You know, so having conversations with your boss, I think, is really the place because you want to be in a, uh, in a place where you're making self-aware assessments of yourself. So asking your boss about, okay, how is my performance now? What do I need to do in order to get to this place? Right. And they might give you some really good advice and you'll be the determined um, the judge of that, but they might give you some really bad advice. They might say you're doing just well, keep on doing what you're doing. And so at that point you have to decide, you know what, if this place is not going to give me the opportunity to grow, I am going to leave. And, and that's another thing, getting people, to be comfortable with leaving their organizations, especially if you've invested two, three, five years into it. Some people feel as if, you know what, I don't want to waste my time. I don't want to feel like I I threw this all away, but that's not what it is. It's you taking what you've done and now going to a place where they're going to give you the opportunities. Um, Like I said, I told my client yesterday, I said, sometimes our our jobs um, are really like relationships. We stay in bad relationships because it's what we've known, right? We know how to maneuver it. It's, you know, you show up and you leave, but I'm telling you, there is a relationship out there where immediately they'll see you and immediately they're going to treat you right. You know, it's like the man that realized that, you know, like you were an immediate diamond, right? While the other dude was like, oh, she aight. <laughs> and if, y'all can't tell I'm from New York. So y'all gonna... <laughs> and yes, this is how I talk to my clients. And yes, this is how I talk. I work sometimes. <laughs> All good. All good. You got to you got to show up with your whole self, right? <laughs> like I've tried changing it, y'all, but it, it don't it don't be working. <laughs> um, but there are healthy relationships, um, a.k.a. jobs out there that'll give you what you need without having to beg for it. Mm. 
That's good. That's good. So yeah, along with, with that, we are, as you know, in this season of the great resignation. That's what it's being called, right? Where (laughs) employees are just like, we're starting to see the light, right? And we're just like, wait a minute now. I am starting to see what my value is. We're starting to talk to our friends. We're starting to do some research. We're, We're learning these tools. And we're saying, wait a minute. I am not getting the value that I that I deserve. And so we're exiting. But what I do see, though, is that there is, like you said earlier, there's kind of this war between do we stay in corporate? Do we do entrepreneurship? You know, we have to choose one or the other. One is better than the other. So we are going to talk about the entrepreneurship piece because I definitely want to get into that. But what is the benefit, especially for Black women, in mm-hmm. your perspective of staying in corporate? Yeah. So I'm like, I don't want to talk about the money, but like, (laughs) (laughs) because people, there's so much money in corporate job. Like they're lying to you. They are lying to you. There is so much money in corporate. It's about the position it's about. And when I say position, like, you know, of course, title, um, also about what you negotiate the company that you work for, but there is so much money in corporate. And I, I feel like the biggest way to really, you know, really knock down, you know, this gap is to make sure that, you know, it's, it, I, I, in my opinion, I think it, it's quicker to get your promotion and, and get your bonuses upfront than it is to really start a business from scratch, you know? And I think some of us don't really talk about like just the startup costs when it comes mm. to going into entrepreneurship. And I'm not only talking about the money, but I'm also talking about the effort. Um, I'm talking about the time or whatnot. And you're doing this while juggling a business. Like it, it is, it's rewarding, but it's an uphill battle, especially in the beginning, you know? So definitely um, the money is a good thing. The, the other thing is just the experience, right? Like you are literally in a company where you can experiment, you can do new things on somebody else's time and their mm-hmm. dime, you know? And granted, I'm not saying you go in there and you flip over tables and you just do some wild stuff. Nah, but I am saying that if you have creative ideas that you wouldn't necessarily want to step out as an entrepreneur um, to do, and if you could do that in your company, why not? You know, like it's a win-win type of situation. And I think also like when you do work for companies that do have a good global brand, um, it also positions you in greater networks, um, Mm. getting you into board positions, which is another level that I'm I'm trying to help my clients get into, um, as well as like community involvement. And for you to just offshoot your own personal brand, leveraging your, your work experience. So I think that when you're in the proper places, like you just grow from there, you know? And I think that's really an added advantage for black women. No, that's great. I'm glad you bring that up because that's something that a lot of a lot of people are not talking about is what are the advantages so that it's not, you know, oh, entrepreneurship is the only way that you can go. And sometimes for those of us who have been in toxic workplace environments, it's it like is. you can't yeah. help but think that, you know, it's like, oh, this is the only thing I can do. So I definitely just wanted to, to let people know and hear that other perspective that, you know, just because you've been in toxic environments in the past, that does not mean there's all there is. So can I just say this, like um, something else we're not talking about is, and people are going to throw, throw stuff at me, but sometimes it's not the workplace that's toxic. It might be you. (laughs) She said it y'all. I didn't say it. I didn't know she was going to say that. Okay. (laughs) 
we're not talking about that. You know, like some of us don't have the best attitudes. Some of us are very self-entitled, you know, like, and I'm talking about this from a personal integrity standpoint. Like, I don't care how other people show up at work. I care about how I show up at work and does it align with like my moral barometer, you know? And if you, you can honestly say, that you've done all you can do and you're walking, you know, the way that you're supposed to work and on walk and and it's the workplace that's toxic. All right, cool. But if you know that you'll be showing up to work 20, 30 minutes late, right. Got an attitude, whatever it may be, like it might be you, it might be you. And that's why you were written up on a performance improvement plan, you know? And so basically I I just want people to really understand that it's really about self-accountability and that's, what's lacking from both like, professional development in corporate as well as in entrepreneurship like mm-hmm. you you have to own your actions and what it is that you do before you project and say that it's everybody else yes yeah no that that's real that is real and so I know one of the other tips you give is to ask yourself hard questions so can you just give a couple of questions that we need to ask ourselves as we're we're doing this self-reflection yeah. First one that comes top top of mind is, did you choose this career for yourself or did you choose it for the validation of other people? Because mm. many of us are in careers that we thought looked good on paper and we knew from the moment that we took that first elective that we really didn't like it. Wow. And that's hard, especially if you've gotten advanced degrees in said career <laughs> and you've done the work in said career and getting out of there. Um, another thing is what career would you pursue if money wasn't an issue? You know, other thing is what are you truly willing to sacrifice to see change within the next year? And that could be, and I, and I always define sacrifice to be time, money, or energy. And most times it's going to be all three. Wow. You know, um, I, I would start off with those. Um, and I used to really hate the question of what is your why? <laughs> <laughs> that, makes, that makes two of us. Cause I was just like, what are you talking about? Like, yo, I just asked you to help me get a bag. Like, will you ask me my why, you know? Uh, <laughs> but as I've gotten more mature, <laughs> I see the validity in asking, why are you doing the things that you're doing yeah. and digging down so that um, you you understand, like you're moving intentionally. Right. Because so many of us are, like I said, just very reactive. Um, and that way you'll be able to say no to the opportunities um, so that you can say yes um, to the right opportunities. Yes, yes. No, no, that's, that's excellent. And as you're even talking, it's interesting. I feel like the, the theme of this episode is really coming back to your personal leadership because it seems like that is key to whatever element you I mean whatever area you want to succeed in in life so whether you are going through a corporate track whether you are starting your own business no matter what it is you need to have those self-awareness principles and those leadership personal leadership and personal development principles in order to succeed at the highest level because no matter which path you take nothing is going to just jump 
into your lap, right? You have to be very intentional and purposeful in saying, okay, what is the next best move right now? And what is the strategy that I can use to help me get there? And there's always going to be outside factors and we can't um, be ignorant or dismiss those. But we also have to make sure that we're doing everything within our control to be prepared when those next opportunities come. Absolutely. And I think like you, you like clarified it so well, because that's the main reason why it's hard to get a lot of women to look at themselves as leaders, Mm. because they've been replicating what they see in the books. And I think that's the other thing, like, we're just now seeing a new wave of like career and leadership development, right? Like you have Kimberly B. Cummings, um, you have Doreen St. Floor, you have Minda Hartz, like they're coming out with, with, books that really have us in mind, right? Because a lot of the personal development books have been written by white men, right? And so there's a certain way that, you know, they were saying you should act, you should do this. And so we try to show up and do these things and we realize there's no alignment there. And so we feel like we're not supposed to be leaders. We're not Mm. supposed to lead from that level because we can't replicate what we've seen and what we've read. But now, like when you get back to your why, it's easier for you to make um, decisions. It's easier for you to, you know, step up a bit more because you're more comfortable you're more confident because you're leading from a place of authenticity yes no that's such a great point such a great point and I am definitely also excited to see the black women specifically who are in this space of leadership development career development and all of that so that we're now in places where we can see ourselves reflected in new ways. And I think that is, that's very encouraging and inspiring. And I do hope, I do hope that it does motivate more black women to stay in. Like, I I do think that it's a place for entrepreneurship. There's, but I also think that if all of us jump ship and leave corporate to, (laughs) to whoever else, right. It's like, well, what will that look like? So, and the thing is, is if everybody's an entrepreneur, going to help, who's going to work for the entrepreneurs? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yes. So I, so I love it. So now since we, we are back to, you know, talking about that balance between both, I know one thing that both you and I have in common mm-hmm. is that we are both operating businesses right now and still in our corporate careers. Yeah. So what are your thoughts on that? Because there's always this conversation of, oh, well, you can't really, you know, if you want to get really serious about your business, you have to go all the way. Or, you know, if you are in corporate and you have a business on the side, then and, you know, you can only, you shouldn't get a promotion or you shouldn't do this. You shouldn't do that because then you're just going to get burned out. So just what are your thoughts of about balancing between the two? And for people who do think it may be time to jump fully mm. into, or I shouldn't say jump because I don't like that because sometimes that sounds irresponsible. So I'll say transition into full-time entrepreneurship. Walk over. Right, walk, walk <laughs> over, okay? We don't want anybody taking jumps and leaps of faith with no net. Like, I, I'm sorry. <laughs> I did that before, by the way. So um, just speaking of experience, I mm-hmm. personally believe it's great to, to prepare yourself if you yeah. can. So, um, yeah, so what are your thoughts on making that transition and, and just how to, to make that determination? Yeah. So first off, there's no one size fits all type of answer. And we forget that when we're looking for advice. So um, I'll be honest when I say that I 
my initial intention for the branded career wasn't for it to be a business. Like I, I wasn't a person that said, oh, I want to start a business and all this other stuff. Like I thought this would be later in my lifetime once I retired. And it was just something that I kind of played around with. And then um, once I saw its potential, that then I was like, okay, let me put a bit more effort into it. But still thinking in my mind that I still want to work corporate. I still want to send up the corporate ladder. And so it's like, I, I would say this has been the first year that I've actually contemplated going full-time into my business, but it's also been the same year that I've seen great success in my corporate career. Mm. So when I say to you, make sure that you know your why, it's because I'm going through the same reflective exercise. Because I do believe there does come a point where you're going to have to choose one or the other. Because it's going to be very difficult to be all in, to give your all, to really have massive impact because your time is going to be divided. And so... I do think that there are going to be seasons because I, I really realized like when I got promotions like that, that helped my business, that that helped me to hire, that helped me to buy systems, that helped me to do things, you know, and sometimes we try to get this immediate result that we jump to too prematurely. Mm-hmm. And on the flip side, you you're thinking, OK, my my corporate my corporate job, there, there's no opportunity there. And then next thing you know, you man, you land a major client like for me, like um, I work in commercial real estate like I've been dealing with multi-million dollars like what for the past four or five years like and that's the opportunity my company has afforded me yeah I haven't touched M's in my business yet you know but my job has prepared me to touch M's in my business once I do you know now I'm not looking at a hundred thousand dollars like I'm a lot of money you know like now I'm not looking at things like can I do this when when it's like I my nine to five has already prepared me so it's like like the bible says don't despise small beginnings and half the times you don't even have a small beginning because most of y'all are working massive corporate jobs but it's getting you to believe the impact that you already have so I would say when you're thinking about what what do you want to be doing with your time and also once you really make the money that you want to make like what like what's the plan for that like for and I say that because for me it, it's not a, it's not about the money and I never thought I'd say that it's not about the money <laughs> um like for me, it's really about controlling my time. Yeah, it's yeah. about reaching more women to help them see their potential and get them confident to do bigger things. Like I've said to myself, like, you know what, if I don't become a CEO of a company, like I'm going to coach the next black woman that does, you know, mm-hmm. and like, like, that's how I, I, I'm starting to really look at this thing. So or or the other thing is like, sometimes like your business doesn't have to be that big. Your business could be the thing that pays off your debt. Like you have so many options to you. But like I said, we got to quiet out these social media streets and the noise so that you know what's best for you and be good with you. Yes, yes. No, that is, that is so good. That is so good. And I think that is just a great, um, a great way to even wrap up is that you have to know what works best for you because every expert is going to make you think that their formula is the key to save your life. I'm telling you something. <laughs> I want you to buy their book, buy their yes. course, buy their program. So you have to make sure that you know what you need before you let somebody else tell you what you yeah. need. 
Yes. And so, so yes. So thank you so much, Melissa, for this time. This has been such an amazing conversation. I have enjoyed it personally. And I hope that our listeners and viewers have enjoyed it as well. So before we let you go, can you just share Mm -hmm. um, with us first where we should follow you? And then if you have anything coming up, that our viewers and listeners can take advantage of or know about, uh, please share with us. Sure. So I am very um, active on LinkedIn. Um, You can follow me um, at Melissa Flurry, um, Instagram at Melissa Flurry Inc. Um, You can visit my website, www.thebrandedcareer.com. And as far as upcoming um, things that projects that I have going on, um, I recently wrapped up a masterclass called Career Momentum from Fatigue to Fulfillment. Um, and if you are in a place where you just kind of need that spark to really figure out, okay, I'm tired of my career. I'm tired of where I am. Um, I want the clarity to figure out where I need to be. Um, the masterclass is now up for sale for you. And I will be opening up my group coaching program probably in September, October-ish. Um, but you can just hit me on the DM and I can put you on a wait list for that. But the Branded Career Accelerator is really the group coaching program where a lot of my clients have gotten their results um, to move into leadership roles and get the salaries they want. Excellent. Excellent. All right. Well, thank you so much, Melissa. And you all know where to find her and follow her on her platforms. Trust me, she drops gems. So if you want (laughs) to see some of the knowledge and the brilliance that she has, um, just log on to any of her social media platforms. And I promise you will find something that will help you move forward in your life in general. All right. Well, thank you so much, everyone. And we will see you back on the next episode. Yes. Thank you for having me. Bye, everyone. Bye.